Hey, and welcome to Vibing with Vi, with your host, Violet Mitzi. Now let's vibe. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of Vibing with Vi. Today's special guest loves traveling, movies, can make a bomb ice cream, and hates the sound of people brushing their teeth. Give it up for Lindsay Housen. Hi, everyone. I'm Lindsay. <laughs> Everything that Violet said is true, especially uh, the hating, hearing people brushing their teeth. Yeah, that's legit the worst <laughs> ever. <laughs> so today's topic is going to be all about your journey that has led you to your passion. So normally I start off with how I've met some of my guests, but our topic today kind of connects us right into that. So let's just start off by talking about culinary. So when did you first realize you like to bake or cook? I think I always kind of have growing up. I have a really big family. So family dinners were always, you know, part of pretty much everyday life. Every Sunday, my dad would make a really good breakfast for everyone. And he'd also make like a Sunday dinner. Like all my holidays were so food focused. Yeah, just I guess my whole life. But when I started taking it seriously was probably in high school. I had a teacher who really encouraged me to just go for it. And yeah, her name is Miss Brush. She was the cooking teacher at my school. Yeah. So did you like go into, I forget what they call the the class in high school. Yeah, ours was called Mm -hmm. hospitality and food nutrition, I think. Oh yeah. Food nutrition. That's exactly what I was thinking. So did you take that in high school? Did you do like one or two years or more? Yeah, I actually, I did it all four years, which isn't usually done. It's usually only done for two, the first two years, but my teacher knew that I really excelled and I really loved both the actual cooking part and then learning sort of like the nutrition and like food science behind things. So she like kind of created a grade 11 and grade 12 course for me to do there. Wow. So that was, yeah, it was so much fun and I learned a lot. It definitely didn't prepare me for culinary school in like a huge way, but I just knew that I really loved working with people and food to like create something that people, you know, really liked and you could see their faces and yeah. I don't think anything can really prepare you for culinary school. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. That shit is a shit show. So then do you think that's kind of like when you started figuring out, like, I'm for sure going to do this as a career, like, I want to go to school for this, like, you didn't really know, maybe exactly what you wanted to do. But that was kind of like the the starting point for you then, right? Yes, and no, like, I never really saw it as like a career choice, I think, until my final year of high school, you know, a lot of my friends and family were very you know, pushing me towards university. And I'm really good at science. And I've always loved science. So I guess I kind of just thought that's where I was going to go. All my aptitude tests that you have to take in high school said, like, (laughs) you'd be great as like a lawyer or something in the criminal field, or yeah, or like science. And I don't know, it was just those things came so easily to me. Whereas when I was cooking, it was like something I've, I felt so uncomfortable to do at the start. And like, I was so worried about making mistakes, but I guess my teacher, she was just like, it doesn't matter. 
Like if you make a mistake, it could come out great or whatever. You start over. It's not a big deal. So culinary kind of more challenged you then versus like other things that just came a lot naturally easier for you by the sounds of it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I wanted to ask you though, like what was your first thing you ever made on your own? So for me, I made craft dinner. I learned how to make craft dinner on my own. That's like the highlight of my life. <laughs> well, so there, I didn't know this story until actually more recently, but when I was really young, my neighbor would get my brother and I off of the bus and my dad would usually come home about 10 or 20 minutes later. So our neighbor would get us off the bus. He'd like make sure we were inside and just make sure we were settled and then he would leave and we would wait for my dad to get home. But for some reason I wanted food or I wanted to help my dad with dinner. So I think I was probably like six, five or six. And I pushed the chair over to the the stove, the oven. I turned the oven on and I, and I wanted to make something and I, I can't recall what it was. Um, My dad told me this story recently and I was trying to make something. So I, put it in the oven. And then I guess my dad came home and like the whole kitchen was full of smoke. (gasps) Yeah. And I had forgotten that I wanted to make something for him. So in like a really short amount of time. So I probably had cranked this oven or something. Yeah. I like burnt something. Damn, but you didn't burn down the house. I know. (laughs) Um, But I think the first thing that I really made, which is It's going to sound weird, but growing up, my grandparents used to make like leftover rice with milk, salt, and pepper, and you'd put it in the microwave and like eat it after school, kind of like a milky rice porridge. Yeah, I used to make that for myself a lot growing up. Sounds very interesting. I'm not going to lie. That does not sound appetizing. Well, like think about when you're a kid, right? Like kids love just plain, super plain things. Right. So yeah, we, I really liked that. But other than that, I ate a lot of grilled cheeses. I ate a lot of easy bake oven cakes. Oh yeah. Secretly, secretly making them in my room. (laughs) yeah so did you have like things that as a kid then like that were focused in the direction of like food like did you have one of those little like tiny kitchens that you could like pretend to cook in obviously you said you had an easy bake oven yeah I had an easy bake oven and then I also had one of those yeah makeshift playset kitchens what else I I'm not sure if I had a lot of other things but there are photos of me and my cousin, we would like, we would always like make cupcakes out of like the box, the box cake stuff. Yeah. Um, and I remember my dad telling me that I always used to want to make my plate look pretty before I ate it. Oh, that's so would, you. <laughs> yeah, I would like make sure everything was in an area and like the food wasn't like touching too much. And yeah, I, he would always ask me why I did that. And I was like, oh, it just, it has to look good before, like I, before I eat it. So he was not fully surprised when I decided to go to culinary school because he said, you know, I always had like a tendency to want to cook or bake and make things look pretty. So basically what you're saying is. You lied to me when you said you had no plating experience when we met in culinary school because you clearly had some years on me. Well, I mean, yeah, 
making your grilled cheese look super fly. Maybe stand up when you cut it on the angle, stand one half up, but you know, you school. Let's be real. (laughs) So (laughs) let's talk about the fact that you decided to go into school. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember us talking about way back when that you applied to George Brown because you've always had more of a desire to bake versus to cook. But I know you said you didn't, you got accepted to George Brown, but didn't go to George Brown and went to Georgian college. So I'm wondering if you want to talk about that and kind of give everybody some insight as to what made you make that decision. And then we'll start talking about how we met. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. When I was applying for colleges, I, I think you could apply for three and that was like all covered under like your one payment application in Ontario. Right. I applied to George Brown Pastry School, Niagara College Pastry School, and then George Georgian College Culinary. Um, I mean, I, I really wanted to go to George Brown because, you know, it's like one of the best pastry schools in Ontario, if not the best. Yeah. Um, same with Niagara. And I mean, I just love Niagara region and it's beautiful and it would have been incredible. Both schools, though, they didn't offer housing at the time, I believe. So that was like a really big concern because, you know, like paying for an apartment in Toronto when you're 18 and you don't know anybody is a, yeah, it it was a lot of money. And I mean, I didn't want to live with anybody else at the time because I don't know, that'd be weird for me at least to like move in with a bunch of people that I'd never met before. So I applied to Georgian initially because my aunt and uncle lived there and they said, you know, I could stay with them and live with them while I went to school and I wouldn't really have to pay much like rent or anything because I did chores around the house and babysat like like I was a, you know, part of their family. So to me, I didn't want to end up leaving school with a bunch of debt. You know, I was fortunate enough that I had my school and most of my like books and everything covered just because of other circumstances, but everything else, like I had to pay for out of my pocket. So if I wanted to live on campus, that money was out of my pocket. And then it was just a better decision overall. It just made more sense financially, obviously. Yeah. Financially, I think that was like the biggest, the biggest thing and living away from home for the first time. Like, I feel like I wasn't ready to fully do it alone and having like my aunt and uncle there and my cousins because I'm pretty family oriented like that to me just made me feel more comfortable and being in a city in Barrie was like much much bigger than where I was from so I think if I went to Toronto immediately I kind of would have been like a bit culture shocked because like I'm from a town that was like at the time probably like 10 to 15,000 people going to like a a million or more. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely would have been a culture shock. It's so funny, though, to hear you say that, like, you were scared to be on your own, because obviously, we're going to get into it in the rest of the episode. But thinking about all the places and uh, that you've gone on your own and, and places where you've just moved in randomly with people is just crazy for me to hear you talk in that way. But I get it. Because I was in your shoes. I went to culinary, which is how you and I met, but I applied to George Brown as well because I wanted to be more in uh, the bakery side. 
but mine was the exact same reason as you is I was nervous to kind of go to a massive city where I didn't know anybody. And then on top of it, the fact that you have to figure out for your own accommodation, it's not like, oh, there's student housing, which like can be intimidating, but at least it's kind of, you know, organized and arranged for you. Whereas if you went to George Brown or Niagara, you have to try to find housing on your own. And I don't think I was at that point yet where I could kind of like figure that out or really wanted to. So I applied to Georgia uh, as well. So we can kind of start talking about <laughs> the first day we met, which is like my favorite story ever. I don't know if you want to yeah. tell it. Uh, no, I, it's your favorite story. And I like the way that you tell it. So please <laughs> take it away. Okay. So we'll dial it back to good old 2011. I think it was right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 20, 2011. It's the first day of orientation and we're in the stupid circle, uh, at Georgian college where it's like <laughs> the middle of where all the like buildings surround Brown and they're doing the orientation day and there's crowds of people because this is orientation for like all the different programs, not just for culinary specific. And I remember standing there and like, even though I grew up in Barrie, like I didn't know anybody that was starting, you know, college that day or anybody in my program for that matter. So I'm standing there so awkward being like, fuck, this is so uncomfortable. Like, how am I going to make friends? <laughs> like, almost like I forgot how to make friends. And I'm standing there and I keep looking around. And then I locked eyes with this super cool chick. She had this like super long, dark brown hair. And I remember you had that, that thread weaved into your hair. You had like one of those, like the feather, the feather feather. extensions were all the rage. (laughs) Yes. The feather extensions, which were so cool back then. And I just remember looking over at you and being like, wow, that girl looks cool as shit. But I I was too (laughs) chicken shit to say anything to you. And then we both stood there for like a good, I swear to God, 20 (laughs) minutes, just randomly locking eyes. Like we both kept kind of like looking at each other, but we were both too chicken shit to walk up. And then here comes bubbly Kayla out of nowhere, comes up to me. Hey, what's up? And I'm like, oh, dear God. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, what program are you in? And I'm like, culinary. And she's like, oh, cool. Me too. And then like a couple minutes later, she walked over to you and basically did the same thing. And we were like culinary. And I remember like our eyes like instantly locked right when you said culinary. And I was like, well, what's up? And then we just started talking and, and kind of just like hit it off. Like you and I were like, let's not talk to anybody else in this orientation. And we basically like stayed together from what I remember that entire day. And, and then it just kind of clicked. Like, you and I were pretty inseparable. Like I can remember walking down the halls in Georgian and if you and I were not with each other, it's like, you know, I'm by myself and they're like, Oh, where's Lindsay. And then like, you're by yourself. It's like, Oh, where's Violet? Like we were always (laughs) together. And it was actually kind of funny too, because not only were we in the same program, but we ended up actually having a lot of the same classes the first semester. I can, yeah. It's not like we sat down and chose our classes like we did every other year after that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we just happened to have a, quite a few classes together. So it was nice. And, and I don't know about you, but I felt it was really comforting because it was pretty scary, like going to college and like going into a field that I'm like, I know zero like about like, yeah, okay, I did food nutrition in grade 11 and 12. But yeah, like I said, it doesn't really prepare you for that. And 
you're like in college, you're like, I can't fuck around. Like it's not high school anymore. (laughs) And I'm like paying to be here. So it was kind of scary, but nice knowing that I had somebody that like, you know, I could talk to about those like scaries and also be able to like work on projects together because we all know that there was a lot of slackers in our (laughs) Oh my God. So working in groups with anybody was horrendous. So you and I would always choose each other whenever we could. But I don't know if you want to talk about anything about that time together when we first started school. Yeah, I mean, I guess that, yeah, that's exactly how I remember it. Um, Definitely, like, instantly clicked right away. Yeah, I felt like we had so much in common. And, like, we both had the same kind of humor. I remember you were also dating that guy. Oh, my God that I mean you were kind of just venting to me once we became a little bit better friends and I was like oh I gotta get this girl like out of this relationship like this guy is the worst so I think once I realized that I was like okay this girl like needs needs to get away from him for her to like flourish I was like okay every time I want to do something like invite Violet what are you doing after class what are you doing after school what are you doing on the weekend It was kind of like we became such good friends and I just wanted to, you know, get you into a like a better headspace, I guess. And like eventually that's kind of what happened. And then from there, I felt like, you know, we just, yeah, did everything together. And like we got so close after that I kind of honestly forgot about that for a second like like we would spend like a week at each other's houses without going home (laughs) that's so true I forgot yeah I'd spend spend the night at like your and your uncles and then you'd spend the night at my parents yeah we were we were really inseparable like it it was crazy how much time we did spend together and if it wasn't for you who knows maybe I would have still been in that relationship because that was pretty much a big foundation for our friendship because like it kind of made me realize like oh damn this girl like gives a shit about me like she's trying to help me here I mean it took it took a bit of time but eventually it became a reality that like it just wasn't a healthy relationship for me to be in but then unfortunately we separated because you had bigger kahunas than I did and <laughs> you went out to Behemoth for your co-op term and then I went to Muskoka and that was like the first little bit of like time that we had apart since we'd known each other for that full year but that was that was good but you also convinced me to go to France and I yeah. definitely like can say that you've been a pillar in my life to like help me get to like my biggest accomplishments like I don't think I ever would have taken that leap if you weren't like come on just do it just do it come on just do it it'll be fun (laughs) yeah well like I that was like when we saw those posters on the wall like both of us had no idea that the school offered that and I was like holy shit I'm like we can go to school while we're paying like barely anything extra to live there like in hindsight if you wanted to go to Europe for three months and like you know accommodation food everything it would have cost so much and like I think it wasn't it wasn't I mean it was a lot but it wasn't so much more than what you would be paying if you were staying in housing on campus So we went to the seminar and they were talking about it. And I was like, why is there not more people here? I'm like, this is literally the coolest shit. I'm like, 
okay, Violet, like we have to go. And you were like, oh, I don't know. Like it's quite a bit of money. I'm like, literally it doesn't matter. We just do whatever you can to like get there. And then we kind of talked about it forever. And I was like, well, I'm going. So if you want to be in any of my classes, you better come. (laughs) I know it was kind of like, I'm like, oh my God, if, if, I don't go like I'm gonna have to do like a semester without Lindsay and like part of me is like I don't know if I can get through this bullshit without like you know my PIC my partner in crime (laughs) yeah and like honestly the craziest best decision ever like the best decision ever of my entire life like who knows if I ever traveled no seriously like I was just talking about this with my boyfriend. Like, I mean, I'm turning 29 this year, but I, I said to him, like, I don't feel like I'm 29. I'm like, I feel like I'm like 19, 20 years old because that was like one of the best years of my life. And like, I feel like I'm stuck at like a point in my life where it was the best. And I don't feel like I'm getting older. (laughs) I feel that like life, life is getting better somehow. I don't know. It's super weird. No, I get 100% get what you're saying. It's crazy, though. I like I thank you so much for really pushing me and making me do that. But you're right, though, they didn't really advertise it a whole lot. Like, I didn't even know that that was an option until you said it to me. Like, I, they, they didn't talk about it a whole lot. It was like, hush, hush. But you and I had like an in because we were so close with one of the chefs there and going with him was like the best experience of life. Because just like you say, yeah, it would have been more expensive if you went on your own. But not only that, because we were doing class there, we also got to go on like a lot of field trips that were a part of class and do wine tasting for class. Like, don't you remember when we were, yeah, me, maybe not so much you, I was so hungover. I think it was after Halloween, I was so hungover and we had to do a spirits tasting. And I think it was, oh my God, what, what was it? It's, it's I don't like know, a, but it was rough. It was wine. It was it, wine and spirits, but it was like a brown. Oh my god! Yeah, it was probably like cognac and like brandy kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think it's something like that. And we had to do wine tasting, which obviously, when you do wine tasting, you don't have to swallow it. But like <laughs> all of us would, because we're like, okay, this is basically our pre-drink before we do anything after class. Yeah. It finished at 10 p.m., which is like on a Thursday, which is the perfect time to go out after. So we would all get so smashed and then go out to the bar. Yep, exactly. Except I was dying that day. Like, I remember being like, chef, like, I'm really sorry. (laughs) I can't do this. I'm pretty sure I copied your tasting notes that day because I'm like, I literally cannot put this shit in my mouth right now because I'm going to vomit everywhere and if that was after halloween don't you remember how fucked up i got halloween that they kicked me out of the bar yeah i remember i remember the cab ride home i don't remember anything i just remember being in the bar and then blacking out being in like a random alleyway being like talisa i don't know why they kicked me out i'm sorry can i go back in (laughs) and her being like no violet like they won't let you back in and i'm like i swear i didn't do anything i think they thought i fell but i'm pretty sure somebody pushed me yeah and we hadn't been there for more than like 30 minutes yeah i i didn't i didn't even think it was 30 minutes i swear to god it felt like i was in there for 10 minutes and then they were like Oh, and that was really unfortunate. I also remember another night when we went out with the Americans 
And there's like all those pictures when we're at the bar and there's like this one picture of me and Kayla and David and I'm at the bar and I just look so fucked up. Like, so I said, don't you remember we took the tram and there's all those like group pictures I actually have. I, I took down the pictures not that long ago, but I had the pictures like still <laughs> up on my wall where I'm just like so wasted and we're in like the tram, just like living our best lives. Those are yeah. the best times of my life, honestly. They were so fun. So fun. All right. So we were talking about France. Uh, now, you know what? Let's fast forward and talk about how you crazy convinced me but also like kind of made me jealous talking about your adventures in Banff because like I said I didn't have the kahunas to apply so after making me put my big girl panties on making me go to France (laughs) and then talking about how great Banff was I really wanted to go so we had this crazy idea because we were crazy (laughs) that we would both apply to the pastry department in Banff at the Fairmont and thanks to you already being there yeah you know got me in the door and then we both got into it so do you want to kind of kick it off with just like our road trip and and start chatting about that yeah so we both were like hey what are we gonna do after culinary school like are we both like actually ready for like the real world you know we were still pretty young at the time so I was like well I had so much fun in Banff so like why not go back out there for a summer and just like you know, live and enjoy and like see where this goes. But the first time I went out there, I didn't have a car and I felt like super limited in what I could do. And there's just like so many hikes and like beautiful places to go and like in that area. So I had like this crazy idea that we would make like a week long road trip out of it so we could have a car there. We filled that car so full, like unnecessarily. <laughs> of like so much stuff we just like didn't want to buy anything we're like oh like after Europe we were both pretty broke like (laughs) we spent way more money than I think either one of us thought because like we went on so many fun weekend trips and at the time I was like I don't care like when am I going to be back in Europe I got to do all this now I know and buy all of the trinkets. I'm literally sitting and talking to you right now and looking at about 15 Eiffel Tower keychains. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, we yeah, we we decided to hop in the car and we drove. I mean, that trip in itself was like pretty fun and like all of our stops along the way. I'll never forget when you dared me to eat the really spicy sauce. <laughs> we won't talk about what happened after the <laughs> evening, but it was very unpleasant. I think that's like one of the things that's like permanently burned into my mind from that trip. I forgot about um, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we finally got to Banff and yeah, it was like the most, the most fun time, like, just imagine going to the most beautiful place in the world with your best friend and you're young and you're drinking and you're having fun and you also work together and you live together. It was just, yeah, we, really it was like overkilled ourselves, but in the best way possible, like it was so funny because like other than Steven, there's not that many people that I can literally picture me working and living with and spending like every single friggin' moment with. 
Like, and yeah, like, I have a lot of good friends. I'm like, I love them to death. I just don't know if we could both, not even just me, if I could like both two people could handle each other that much. But like you and me were like inseparable. Like it was like, didn't matter. Yeah. If it was like, oh, where's like you're alone or you're with other people. Where's the other person? It's like, oh, they're napping or they're like doing their own thing. And it was just like weird if we weren't together. I know. And it's, it's so funny to think about like just all the different things that we did together, but I'll never forget like (laughs) the, the times that you were just like so crazy in the fact that like you just stay up late, you know, have some drinks before you had to work the next day. And I could (laughs) never do that. I just literally was like, no, like my body just doesn't handle that. Never forget the one day that I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go out. It was probably like a hoodoo night or something or a Sask night. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go out. I'm going to drink. You had the next, no, actually you worked the next day. And so did I, but I was like, I'm going to do it. And I don't even think I drank that much. I probably stayed up till like two o'clock in the morning and then went to bed, but we had to work at 6am. So I got to work and like, you were like a trooper, like you were just made different. <laughs> because <laughs> You could run circles around me on a normal day, but also on a day where you drank, you still could run circles around me. And I go in there and I'll never forget, shout out to that CDP that I won't name, that (laughs) was so pissed off about my performance. I was going down to the bathroom to take naps on the toilet. I was sleeping in the freezer. (laughs) He pulled me into his office and he's like, I don't know what's gotten into you, Violet but I don't like it. If you uh, act like this again, when you're at work, you're getting written up, probably basically saying, he knows that I'm like hungover and dying and like, don't ever do this again, because you obviously can't handle your shit. And I was like, yeah. facts. And I never did it again, because I was dying. But I still yeah. can like, picture myself going into the freezer and just like, you know, moving some stuff around on the shelf and just like, oh, I'm squat. Putting a timer on my phone, but two minute timer, just like pass now. Put the giant coat on so you stay warm and just lean up against the racks. Yeah, I remember that. Exactly. Was there anything in particular, like the best moment that you can think of with me or not uh, in Banff? I mean, well, we went skydiving for my birthday. So I would say that's definitely a highlight. That that was my Uh, last one. I I just want to say that in case it was yours. (laughs) I mean, there were so many, like we went to that, that slush cup thing in Lake Louise. Yeah. And then we did the Calgary stampede. Yep. Uh, Yeah. And then we went skydiving. I think like, honestly, it's going to sound so silly, but like one of the best memories that I have of us is just like going to Canmore to go grocery shopping. I have like a little excursion day, not even doing anything, just like chores yeah. And we would always, always, always go to La Belle Petite, which was like oh. a little poutine shop. Beast it right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, you know, those everyday little things that bring joy. Like, obviously, the big moments, like, are important and have the best memories. But just like us being us hanging out like we always did, doing the things that we always did when we lived in France and when we lived in Barrie, like just yeah doing all our chores together just really hanging out I loved when we'd cook dinners together when we'd be like okay let's go grocery shopping 
decide on like a fancy dinner, would get a bottle of wine and then <laughs> make this cute dinner and have wine and watch a movie. We're basically like a couple. Like, Yeah, we were. We <laughs> dated for like two years. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I guess there's no, a little bit more than two years. We'll say two and a yeah. half because we had that yeah. summer together. And then we yeah. had such a tragic breakup. We should talk about our not real friendship breakup, but when like we kind of separated. And unfortunately, it breaks my heart to even say this, but like really when our friendship, you know, became long distance and like we became not as close because we literally went from seeing each other every single day to like, being in completely different provinces and then at some points different parts of the world and now you're my long distance bestie living in Vancouver right now and I'm still in Ontario and I'm forever hoping that you'll make your move over here yeah like so at the end of the summer um I had signed up to do another year of college because if you did like back-to-back colleges you could get two diplomas in three years So the other one was hospitality management, kind of like running front of house and resorts and business stuff. And because I wasn't ready to take on the real world yet, I was like, well, I'll go back to college and get like this side so I can know like the accounting part and like managing people, talking to people, whatever. So our tragic breakup, I, we, well, we did drive back to Ontario together, which was so fun because we went through the States. Stopped at like all these little random monuments and whatnot. The upside down White House. Yeah. And like the corner gas set. Oh yeah. I forgot about the corner gas set. That was so cool. That was such a one-off. We're just like driving. That was like so unplanned. I mean, so was the White House thing, but like. We like slammed on our brakes. (laughs) Yeah. Like, wait, what? Is that corner gas? Like (laughs) reverse. (laughs) That was actually really cool. I forgot about that. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then I made my way home and then you stayed and visited with me and my family for like a few days. And then you went home. Yeah. And then you drove back with your mom. Yeah. And then you stayed and then you did your one year program and I, I stayed there. And then by the time, I think by the time I came back, so I came back in like March, you had already been working in blue I think already at uh the Westin right yeah so I did like a one-year program so like what was it September to April and then I got an internship with at Blue Mountain for the summer and then I was set to graduate so upon graduating after my internship they hired me to stay on with them right so I think I stayed until like that that coming April but my mom had like really been pressuring me to like do something crazy she was always the one that was like you know just go and spread your wings and travel and do this and that so she was always sending me these job postings and like you should go here or here and she made me it sounds silly as an adult but yeah she made me put my resume up on like a cruise ship website I didn't realize that's how you ended up getting that. I thought you just applied to that. No, she was like, you should do this. Like, it would be so much fun. Like, just try it. She's like, honestly, the one that pushed me to like, you know, leave home to go to school and then like, go to Banff. Like, I remember crying the week 
the week before I was leaving for Banff, she's like, oh my God, like grow up. Like you have to like leave sometime. But yeah, back to, she was, yeah, pushing me to do that. Finally got a reply and it was kind of like jumping through hoops to like, you had like three interviews that you had to do. And then like, you had to do all these like health checks and like hearing tests. Like it was a lot to just get approved, but finally, yeah, I got approved. And I think I, I think I started in May. Yeah, I think it was May. Yeah, it would have been May for a six-month contract for the Mediterranean. Oh, so my God. I was so jealous. <laughs> I was scared shitless. Like, I'm not even lying. I was like, what the? What am I doing? Like, this is insane. I remember I was flying out of Detroit because that was, like, the closest, cheapest airport that they that they set me up with because they pay for your flight. And then I had a connection in Boston that I almost missed. And I was like, oh my God, like, this is insane. Should I just go home? Like, why am I doing this? (laughs) And then I landed in Rome and then they drove me to the coast. It's called like Civitavecchia, I think. It's like a coastal town, but that was where they were picking me up. But the boat wasn't coming for, I think, like a day and a half. So I had an overnight flight. So I landed in Italy in the morning there. And then I was like, okay, so the boat isn't coming till like tomorrow afternoon. So I just, you know, I was so freaked out. I didn't speak the language. And I was like, well, either I'm going to sit in my hotel room or I'm going to go out and enjoy the sunset. And yeah, I guess that's kind of like it was like do or die like yeah <laughs> do i sit inside and be scared and and like not do anything or just like try my best and get out there so yeah i went out i had dinner by myself that night and then i walked around the beach yeah it was really nice and then the next day yeah i got on the ship and 6 months in the Mediterranean was like incredible. I had a lot more time off than, than they typically do because I was considered like air quotes an intern. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Like learning all this, the sections in the pastry department. So I didn't have my own section. So usually I got like the lunch, the lunch shift. I got, I didn't have to work it. So I would just be there for like the morning prep, then have like five hours off and then go back in the evening for dinner service. So yeah, for most, yeah, most of the days I just would like go out and explore either by myself or with some of the people I met. And if we were in a port that I really, really wanted to see stuff, like I was pretty good. uh, I'm always really good friends with my bosses just so I can like, you know, have the perks. Of course. So yeah, I convinced the one boss to like, let me leave the ship basically whenever I wanted to have lunch off. I don't know how I did it, but yeah. So I got to see a lot of really cool ports and cities. And like, I remember being in Greece and like we went to the Acropolis and that was like a full day. And I was like, I'll never ask for anything again. Like, (laughs) just please let me have this day off. And then like looking at the itinerary, you know, things are ever changing And we were only going to be in Malta for one day. And like, I don't know if your listeners know, but you're like half Maltese. Yep. 
And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, Violet is going to die. I was like, okay, I got to pitch this to my boss. Like, can I have the entire day off? Just like this one entire day. And we docked and he said, yes. So I literally spent the whole day. I came back, I think around like six, which is like an hour into dinner service. But at that point it was like almost the end of my contract and I did not care. And I was like, I got, I think I got your dad some wine. You got them a couple things. Actually, funny enough, my parents are going in June. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm it's like such excited. a beautiful city. And yeah, like, I'm super excited for them. I'm jealous. I want to go. <laughs> yeah. That was like a really, really fun day. What else happened? There was a lot of karaoke on the cruise ship, a lot of drinking. I bet a lot like, of drinking. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of, a lot of, still a lot of like, you know, late nights partying, but it was like, I said to myself, like, this is only for six months. Like you can handle staying up late and hanging out with all these great people and, and going into the port in the evening if we were there. And then, you know, the next day doing it all over again, heading out during the day and the night, like whatever I could see and do, like, I just really wanted to do it. Yeah. It was, but like, it was a really weird time because like when I was there, I don't know if you remember, but the, there was the refugee crisis, like in Europe. Yeah. In France. Where like, like, well, no, it was like everywhere. Like I forget where they were fleeing from, but like all the, oh, Syria. So all the refugees were like trying to get into all these other countries and like people just didn't feel safe. So there was so many weeks after that started that people were canceling their cruises and whatnot so there was a few weeks where we just like didn't really have anybody on the ship so everybody got so much time off and then we had like I think like a princess had booked the ship for like a week so nobody had to work really except for like a handful of people and then I like I like cut off my finger so I got like a week off (laughs) yeah not on purpose it was like completely accidental, but I guess, yeah, it was like crazy just the way it worked because in hindsight, like I probably got like six weeks off almost in full throughout the whole thing where usually you work completely straight through, but just like all the circumstances, I got a lot more time off. And yeah. And I got to see some really amazing places. Yeah. That's awesome. And then you went to Whistler. Yeah. So after, after the cruise, I like went back to my family home. Cause I was like, hi, I'm homeless. Can I live here? <laughs> so I went home. It was like November. Oh no. I was in Europe and I, the cruise ship will pay for you to basically go anywhere you want in the world. That is that costs the same as where you're, where you live. So obviously Canada is pretty far from Europe. And I was like, hey, I want to go to Switzerland instead because one of my really good friends that I met the year before, she had just moved there. She got married to her husband and they lived in Switzerland. So I was like, oh, wow, I'm going to go visit them for a few weeks because I made all this all this money. I'm just going to go blow it. Of course. <laughs> so I went to Switzerland for three weeks. I met up with her and her husband and stayed with them for way longer than I probably should have. And then I went and visited one of our culinary friends from school because he was living in Switzerland too. Oh, yes. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. So I visited him for a few days. And then 
Oh yeah. And then my friend and I, cause I was flying back to Can- uh, Canada. I was like, what's the cheapest place that we can fly out of in Europe to get to Canada. And it was Paris. So yeah. we were like, well, why don't we plan like a five day trip to Paris? And like, that'll be my send off. So we took the train from Switzerland to Paris and while we were on the train coming into like the main the main station was when that terrorist attack happened yes i remember that that was terrifying i was so worried about you yeah and we we got off the train and there was like all these delays and people were like really panicked we both didn't really speak french and this was what 2015 so like we didn't really have like I had an iPhone, but at the time I was like, I don't have an international like SIM card. Cause that was like, I don't know. It was a lot of work and it was expensive to like do everything. And we were trying to find our Airbnb and like, nobody would help us with directions. And we were like, this is super weird. And it was like late at night. And finally we found our, our Airbnb and I logged into the Wi-Fi, and I had like a hundred messages from my mom, like sending me videos of like all the stuff that happened was happening. Like in Paris that it, we had no idea about. Yeah. And that entire first night, all we could hear was like the sirens of the ambulances, like going on and on and on, which was super scary. And then like the next few days in Paris were obviously like, you know, really depressing, but like we made the best of it. Um, a lot of things were closed. So we kind of just like had picnics. Uh, we saw the monuments that we could yeah. And then after that, I went home for Christmas and then my parents were like, you know, you've been off for a few months now. Cause I think it was like February by then. So I was trying to apply for jobs in Ontario, but nobody was really hiring entry level, like pastry people. And a lot of the people were like, Oh, your experience in Europe, like doesn't really count. And we'll start you at minimum wage. And I was like, well, I can't really afford Like I could not afford to live in Toronto on minimum wage. Like that's just silly. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. (laughs) So I was like, well, I'd worked for the Fairmont before and I lived out in Banff. I'm like, so why not try living in Whistler? So I applied and then, yeah, I got the job so fast. They wanted me to come like literally the day after they hired me. And I was like, well, I need to like drive out there. And it was February. I was like, so this is going to be like, a mission because it's Canada and snowing. <laughs> yeah. So my cousin who had like not, not really been outside of Ontario, like within Canada, uh, I convinced her to like drive with me because I didn't want to do the trip alone. So we took like a week and we drove out, we stopped in Banff, of course, so she could see it. We spent a few days in Banff in the Lake Louise area. And then moved on and we spent like three days in Vancouver and then she flew home and then I went up to Whistler and then yeah Whistler was super fun I spent like a year and a half almost two years I think there that's where I met my now boyfriend and we're still together and shout out to Ray um yeah he's amazing but yeah we met there Uh, obviously more kind of like partying and you know all that lifestyle but I think into my my like after my first year there I just really was like over that lifestyle and I was like I'm just gonna 
wake up like every single day and like do a hike or do something outside. And like, that was, I think the big moment where I was like, okay, like I'm an adult now, you know, I should start thinking about what I want to do next. And my brother had just moved to Vancouver and I was like, okay, like if I want to make the move to like a big city and try and like, you know, establish myself and like further my career, I have a, I have a place to live. Cause he was like, you know, you can live with me. So I started like applying for jobs and whatnot. And I wasn't really thinking of my boyfriend at the time. All I knew was like, I wanted to change. Yeah. And then kind of like, I feel like fate has been a really big thing in my life. Like, you know, everything just like happens and falls into place almost perfectly. So as fate would have it, uh, my boyfriend did get fired and he (laughs) had to leave. He had to leave fairly quickly. I wasn't going to mention that. (laughs) I mean, it's whatever he, he's like fine with it. He loves telling his story, but yeah, as fate would have it, he was like, well, I have a friend in Vancouver. I'm going to go live with him. Like, are you still thinking about moving to Vancouver? And again, at that moment, it was like, do or die. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. So I went to my boss and I basically was like ultimatum time. Like I either get a raise and a promotion or I'm gone. And I left. Uh, And I moved in with my brother. And I started applying for jobs for a while. I was like, going back and forth from Whistler to Vancouver every weekend, just applying for jobs. Because like, you know, I'd given my notice already and no job. That was really scary. Um, I didn't realize that you left without a job. Yeah, I, my brother was getting my brother had just got his place and I was going on vacation to visit my family back in Ontario. And I was like, look, I want a raise and a promotion like now before I leave. And they were like, Oh, we'll talk when you get back from your holiday. And I was like, no, like I need an answer now. And they didn't want to budge. So I quit on the spot and went on vacation and came back for, I think about a, a week, two weeks. Yeah. And in that time frame, I kept driving to and from Whistler to Vancouver, applying for jobs, and then finally got a job and packed my shit up and left for Vancouver. (laughs) And said, peace. Yeah, so when I got to Vancouver, I was working at like a, a tea company doing like, you know, like the small tea cakes and really like really fancy, intricate, like individualized sort of desserts. And that was great. And I loved it. I'm still really good friends with my pastry chef. It's so funny. I had gotten hired there as a, as like a sous chef where my last job, they wouldn't even promote me to like a first cook. So it was just, it's just crazy how like super corporate places don't want to promote from within, but like this other company I had got there and I was really good. And they were like, you know what? you're better than like what we expected. So yeah, we'll promote you to a sous chef. It's kind of nice when people actually see your work, right? Yeah, exactly. And like, I was there for a few months and it was amazing, but I had never really worked in restaurants before. And I was like, well, maybe I should like give it a try. So I had applied to this restaurant and they're, you know, really paying really shittily. 
And I was like, oh, I don't know. Should I do it? And I was like, if I don't do it now, like I'll just end up getting stuck in like, you know, hotels and kind of like bigger things. So I made the move and I worked there for, I think three months, but like the kitchen culture was like awful. I had never really worked alongside like chefs before and the toxic masculinity was at this place was like out of control it was like disgusting they were dicks to you oh yeah like they were awful and like literally the week that I started there two of my grandfathers died and I couldn't go back home they were like I think they were within like six days of each other and they thought I was lying and I was still working At that time, I had three jobs. So I was working for that place. I was helping out my old place with like Christmas rush and everything because I left kind of just before Christmas. And I was like, you know what? I'll like, I'll just push through and I'll work extra days to like help, help you guys. And then I had another kind of like fun job on the side where I was like making ice cream. So yeah, it was like really hectic. It was a lot. I had a lot of like family stuff going on. And then... Right after my two grandfathers passing, it was like mid-January, late January, my brother was getting married and I had asked for a few days off and they were basically like, you can have two days. And I was like, okay, like, I guess that's fine. Like, what am I going to say? No, it's nothing though. (laughs) Yeah. And then like had found out that my dad got, got cancer and they were just really dismissive of that. Yeah, they weren't very like empathetic to, you know, the situation. They just really didn't care. Yeah. And like with the time difference, like if I wanted to call and check on my family, I had about 15 minutes during my workday where where it was my break that I could call. And yeah, it was I just remember getting screamed at for talking on the phone outside. And I was like, I can't like I can't work here anymore. So I took, I took some time off just to deal with all of that. And then my boyfriend was working at another restaurant and they were looking for somebody to like revamp their pastry program, I guess. And Ray had talked about me for a while, just, you know, what I do and like what I make. And then his boss was kind of like, oh, do you want to ask her if she wants to like come in for an interview? And then I was like, well, yeah, like I need a job. So I went in for the interview and it went really, really, really well. I feel like I really clicked with them. And the restaurant that he was at was very like community oriented. Like, you know, they were all working together to put out really like amazing food. And like, they kind of just took a chance on me. And yeah, I stayed there for like three and a half years. That's when your fun began. That's when you started like having your creative freedom and being able to do things and really like, you know, honing in on like what you like and what you want to do. I feel like that was like the best time for you. I I feel like you started flourishing so much in like your career and like finding so much more about you. Like it was just awesome. Yeah, it was like, they were so encouraging there and they were like, you know, just try things, be inspired by all the local stuff that we're getting in. And I feel like it was like a fast paced, like learning experience because the menu changed every single day. So whatever you kind of had 
on hand was what you, what you would use to make like the desserts for the day. We had our staple desserts. So yeah, I feel like I just learned a lot, mostly by teaching myself and like collaborating with the other people that were working there and seeing how they take the ingredients we have every day and how it inspires them to do something different every day. And that is also where I found my like true, true love for for ice cream, which is, I guess, my number one passion and like kind of what I'm mostly focused on now. I feel um, like you've always secretly really liked ice cream. I just feel like now you had the opportunity <laughs> at the job to really like expand and like experiment. I can remember you coming home one time in the summer and I drove and came to you and we were just sitting in your pool and you were just like talking to me so much about ice cream. And I, like I was salivating, I'm salivating right now talking about <laughs> it, which is like talking about all the different kinds of ice cream, which is like secretly part of the reason why I want you to come to Toronto. So, you know, <laughs> you can come and like make some ice cream at my house, <laughs> but yeah. that's where you got to really like express yourself and experiment. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about ice cream and what you're up to now and like what, what your future plans are. Yeah. So I guess I, I'm self-taught in the world of ice cream. We got an ice cream machine when I was at that restaurant because they were opening another restaurant, like a different concept. And they wanted like, you know, house made ice cream on the menu. At the time we were buying it in from another place, but we had this machine. So I had made ice cream for the other restaurant. And I was like, well, this doesn't make sense. We have this machine here. Why are we not making our own for our restaurant? And I kind of took that initiative and was like, okay, I'm going to come up with the flavors that we're currently using from another place, but make them way, 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 way better. (laughs) And my boss at the time, she was like, run with it. Like, please. She's like, I've always wanted to like have like a, an ice cream board on the wall that changes like daily or every few days. So we really focused on just trying new things. And like, I bought so many books and I kind of just like would make a recipe. And if it like didn't work really well, I would take that recipe and change like one or two things and try it again and try again. And it was like so much repetition. And uh, yeah, the restaurant got like a really good reputation for like for their ice cream. We really like full, fully launched it like hard launch. So they must have been upset when you had to like leave there, eh? (laughs) Uh, Yes and no. I feel like it was a lot of the people that I had started with had already left by the time that I left. And like the pandemic, I feel like really like really sort of squished people's emotions, if that makes sense. Like, and everybody, like people just exploded. Like everybody had so much heightened emotion and you know, I think people really truly realized like things that they liked and didn't like about their jobs, me being one of them. I just really didn't like the direction that the restaurant was going. Had nothing to do with, I guess, like no, no bad blood or anything. It was more like, I don't know how much more I can grow here. Like I've done so much here, but I'm not progressing. It was more like doing the same things all the time at that point. Also, because the pandemic, we couldn't obviously spend much money. So it was kind of just like going through the motions. And I was, you know, 
after three years of like getting to be super creative and kind of doing whatever I want to just having to do what we can afford was like really, really hard. So yeah, I made, made the decision to leave and I took a, about a month off. And then a friend of mine was opening a restaurant where I'm still currently working. And yeah, I helped him open that, develop like a pastry program, bread program, and like a soft serve ice cream program, which has been super fun. A lot of fun. So what's, so you got to tell me what's the best like flavor of ice cream you've ever created that you think personally? Oh man, that's so hard. Like, tell me your top three. I guess like, hmm. From ones that like people have said to me that they love, like there's a really good chocolate hazelnut one that I've made and like people are obsessed with it. Yeah. I would say there was like a strawberry chili sorbet that I made and like they were like, you have to make this every single year that strawberries are in season. Like they couldn't get enough. That one. And then I would say like my personal favorite, I made like this, like honey ice cream and it had like chunks of like sponge toffee like in you know the inside of a crunchy bar yeah 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 Yeah, so it had like chunks of that and it was just like so luscious and delicious and crunchy it had like all the textures salt sweet crunchy creamy yeah that was probably one of my biggest highlights Okay, I'm drooling. I could go on and on. I could go on. (laughs) So yeah, I guess what I'm doing now, I'm still working like full time at the restaurant, but I'm also kind of doing my own thing on the side in terms of like trying to do, I guess, like grow my Instagram. Right. Which has been really hard because it's like you have like imposter syndrome being like, should I really be doing this? Like, am I really the one that is like, good enough to be putting this out there. Hell um, yeah, you are, girl. You need <laughs> to look in the mirror and say, I'm a boss ass bitch. I can do this. I'm awesome. People love my ice cream. You know, people love your ice cream. People love your recipes. So you got to get out of that imposter syndrome. I get it. I've been there, but you really just have to believe in yourself because I'm going to be the first yeah. person that the second that you create all of this, that I'll be posting it all over my three Instagram accounts because <laughs> you're talking to somebody that's like, if you want to do it, just fucking do it, man. I'll post it across all three forums and uh, hopefully you'll get some traction that way. I say, do it. I say work on it tonight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I try and work on it a little bit either every day or like on my days off, mostly right now, building all of my recipes and like, if I, all my programs and then so I can have everything in my back pocket for when I decide that I want to launch this. Also, I would love to do more pop-ups maybe in the summer. It's mostly just like, obviously the cost of living right now is insane. So getting enough capital to be able to do pop-ups set aside, that's a work in progress. But yeah, it would be so fun, not really to make money, but just to like, you know, do it and as a creative outlet. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. We can close out our uh, episode here. But before we do, I'd just like to ask you, is there anything I didn't ask you or anything you want to talk about before we finish? Mm, I don't think so. I mean, we kind of talked about like our journey together and then like <laughs> kind of like our separate journeys. Yeah, I think I think we covered everything. 
Okay. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay, for coming on and for sharing everything. And I know this isn't going to be the last episode that you're going to be on. Once you get everything rolling with your Instagram, we're going to have to have you come back on so we can talk more about that. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Do you want to just plug where everyone can follow you? Yeah. So my Instagram right now is at Lindsay Housen, Lindsay with an A. Yeah, you can find me through Violet's page, probably. Awesome. That's it. I only have one. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay, for coming on. And thank you for listening today. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Bye. Well, that concludes today's episode. Bye, Vibers. 